This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not. Summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No, I don't care. Right to the dadgum hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill right here in southern middle Tennessee. And I hope all of you low lifers are doing well out there. And if you're new to the program and you're hearing the word low life and you're like, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, you, you, you better not insult me like that. Well, you are now a lowlifer. If you've tuned into this program, that is what the listeners of this fine program refer to themselves as, the lowlifers. So welcome, new and old lowlifers. It's good to see you. This is the podcast for Monday, May 10th, and we are, um, we're recording it on Mother's Day, guys. We're recording it on May the 9th. No secrets there. Got a good guest Coming on today, and I'm looking forward to talking to. But uh, so happy Mother's Day to all you mamas, mamas, mamas out there, and uh, mamas don't let your babies grow up to be bass fishermen. That's a pretty good lesson. It's a pretty good lesson. My mama did not. Uh, you know, she didn't accomplish that. 
<laughs> she didn't accomplish stopping me from being a, uh, a fish head bass addict. And goodness gracious, am I passing it on now to uh, another generation of Duncans. Lord have mercy. Had a, uh, had a big weekend. Got to fish. Y'all have heard me talk about the tournament trout. This little small lake, idle only, no wake lake here in Tennessee. They have this bass club deal. Really cool. 45 boats this week. Hudson and I finished fifth in the last one, the first one of the year. We finished third this time. And uh, super cool. Super cool. Won some cash. And seeing his eyes light up when he realized how much cash we won. And then we were third place to have our third place. And, and uh, you know, because as we were catching them throughout the day, he's like, how good do you think we're doing? What place do you think? I'm like, buddy, I, you know, it's like super tough. We weighed four keepers. Had an opportunity at fifth. Nobody else weighed a limit, but the guy that uh, seems to uh, catch more fish out there than anybody, healthier bass, good, uh, just – he does. He seems to find – in amongst the crowd, seems to find a little bit bigger bass than everybody every time. But uh, we, uh, we, we did our best to, uh, to chase him down, and we, we caught uh, four fish, no other limits weighed in the entire tournament. I've actually only seen like – Three or four limits out there totaling like eight events that we fished. Two, super tough lake. Hard to catch a 12-incher, let alone a three or four-pounder. But uh, figured out a little deal yesterday morning, and we were able to uh, get some bites with it, some better-than-average bites on this lake, to say the least. And and uh, had a couple missed opportunities we thought were going to really cost us, but we ended up finishing third. We wanted some money. But the coolest thing, coolest thing was my little man, Ryder, Ryder D., 10 years old, 10 years old, and can skip a jig, chatterbait, whatever, on a baitcaster up under bushes like like he has spent the spring out in the driveway in the yard with the baitcaster. You want to learn how to fish a baitcaster. He's this this tall, little, little bee dude, and uh, he fished with my brother, so he's never fished a tournament against adults. They were able to finish uh, – they they finished 18th, so they, they want them some money. They got $100. They want $100, and uh, – so he got his first, quote, check in a tournament yesterday, fishing with my bro. And, and uh, so shout out to my brother Blake, baby bro, um, for taking Ryder, man. But took Ryder, and it was so funny. Every time we get close to him on the lake, he'd be like, Ryder would scream out like, What's up, loser? <laughs> it was it was so great, and then and then I shut that down. I shut that down because I was like, "Oh well, the losers catch this many keepers. How many keepers do you have?" Uh, good smack talk all the way around between me and the boys and Hudson and Ryder were going back and forth. But uh, awesome day, rained man, and and uh, y'all know obviously Sims bringing you low budget live Sims fishing products and. Uh, and I left my Sims in the truck. I left Hudson's rain suit in the truck. Ryder didn't have a rain suit, and we got soaked. <laughs> I was wearing a six cents hoodie, shocker. And um, dang it, man, sweatpants. It was cold. You know, it was in the sixties yesterday. It was cool, but we got we got our butts wet yesterday. Uh, but they they fished, man. They they never they never slowed down, and it was it was super cool. So I want to thank my brother again, and thanks to all the people that fished those tournaments, man. You know. Uh, so kind, so many guys. It's I fished a bass club growing up. I've talked about it on here, but it's so fun seeing my son. It makes me so proud, like seeing him interact with a lot of other fishermen and stuff, you know, because all he's known forever is like what my world, you know, and uh, and and he does. He's it's it's cool. It's cool to see because I mean, you're talking about kids that 
really did grow up with their dad being an FLW or, you know, and not ever fishing really small tournaments at all and, and local stuff because I was gone so much and they weren't old enough, you know, and now we're going through that like roots process and, and it's really cool. It's really, really cool. And, and I can't help but think that my mama would be tickled to see, uh, especially 13 year old Hudson and what he is, uh, you know, how, what he's accomplishing on the water and, how he's catching them, how he's fishing, how he thinks about it, how how much he loves it. It's um, it's really it's really cool, man. It's it's cool to be a proud dad, and uh, and and I know so many of y'all out there know that. And and I got hit with, I got hit with a comment from Hudson on the boat yesterday. We just caught like a fourth keeper, I guess, and he's like, you know, Dad, doing this for a living. In tournaments would be really awesome. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. He's asking about high school tournaments. He's, 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 I don't know, man, those gears are turning. And I've never been that dad. I don't want to push him, you know, don't want to push him. They don't like, you don't have to like what I like. Like that, that's not, that's not my deal. That was never my dad's deal. And uh, here we are. You know, starting to ask about it, and and I'll tell you who I got to blame for that. Uh, the man that sent me this this beautiful reminder, of my mother, a couple years ago, Brandon Polinick, BP, love Brandon. Hudson Duncan is obsessed with Brandon's tournament videos. He watches every one of them fifteen times. I was texting BP the other night about it. It's so cool to walk in the living room and see him. And, dude, he knows everything about him. And he was referencing it. It was funny yesterday. You know, Brendan does the cut ice cream. Ah, we get cut ice cream. And Hudson goes, Dad, can we get top ten ice cream? <laughs> Which I'm always down for ice cream. But it's just so funny to see, you know, and he's he's seeing those uh, the struggles of, of, you know, when Brandon struggles, which isn't a lot. But he's seeing that day-to-day tournament life, and it's, it's really cool, you know. Um, so I appreciate Brandon Pauling very much for putting that out there for young guys and he shows what it's like on the road and and uh it's cool so yeah super uh super good kickoff to mother's day weekend to say the least they're uh just proud man proud papa proud papa uh want to say a huge thank you to our sponsors before we get cranked up today got a lot got a lot today uh in a short amount of time because the triple threat it is mother's day and we are going to uh, do some Mother's Day grilling. Some Mother's Day grilling. Our guest today has got Mother's Day stuff as well. So didn't have time to record this before. But I want to say a huge thank you to our sponsors. Cannot kick off a sponsor shout-out recognition segment without saying thank you to the fine folks at Startron, Starbright, kicking ethanol in the teeth, in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, in your lawnmower. I had to do way too much of that on about Friday this week. I am not a fan of mowing the grass, not a fan of weed eating, not a fan of leaf blowers, but you know what? You got to do it, and this will make sure that they crank up every single time because bad gas will get in your stuff and mess it up, kick it in the teeth with StarTron, and nothing ruins. Great day on the water, like an outboard engine that won't run, so put a little dab of StarTron in your tank, get it out of there. As I mentioned, Sims Fishing Products bringing you low budget live in the traveling circus. But yesterday they left me soaking wet because it was in the truck. <laughs> I had my bibs in the boat, but not my jacket. And then I felt like crap because uh, 
Hudson didn't have anything. So we just kind of went. And I thought, if anybody out here sees me and listens to this podcast, and they're like, oh, you're just fishing in a hoodie through this downpour, huh? <laughs> Dear Lord. Oh, me. But uh, it's been been some Sims weather for sure this year. From one extreme to the other, Sims has you covered. Sims Fishing Products. And I'm here to remind all of you low lifers, you get one life, you might as well be comfortable and fish it well. Pro Guide Batteries. Powering up the X21 this year with those Pro Guide, Pro Guide AGMs. 31 AGMs. Get a lot of questions from y'all on which ones I'm running. I'm running the 31 AGMs. One cranking, three trolling. Like the lake we fished yesterday, not running the big motor a lot. Just trolling, motoring around, running pumps all day. We caught our first keeper early and, you know, recircling all day. No issues. All three graphs on all day long. And when we pulled the boat out of the water, it had 12.1 volts um so there you go pro guide batteries i'm really really enjoying those this year if you would like to sample some pro guide batteries use code lbl10 at checkout and get you some thank y'all for those of you that have used that code and last but certainly not least and i got an interesting one on these guys this week so express boats got the banner hang the banner hang the banner express boats hot springs arkansas i'm running that x21 this year y'all have heard me talk about it I really do think it has made me want to go fishing more this year. I was telling my wife that last night, as a matter of fact. Like, I just want, I just, I love being in the boat. And Hudson said that yesterday. He's like, Dad, uh, you're going to have another Express next year, right? It was so cool. I'm like, Yeah. The only thing about, the only negative he had to say was uh, he hopes that he saw Harvey Horn's freaking red sea deck, red and, and charcoal, and he wants, me to get that I said well buddy I always have the lime green I love the lime green The chartreuse Whatever you want to call it And uh, and he's like Well Harvey's is really cool dad We need that and I'm like Triple H Triple H He got to He got to meet up Meet Harvey at the open And uh, and see Harvey's Express there And, and uh, anyways But he's like Dad we got You know We gotta Gotta make sure We have another Express I'm like Buddy we're gonna have an Express So Awesome. He loves fishing out of it. I love fishing out of it. But but something I want to tell you about these people. You want to you know you want to talk about the people behind a brand because I, I I talk about people on here a lot, right? I talk about the business of fishing. I talk about the the dirty under you know you know kind of just the side of professional bass fishing y'all don't see that I I see that that, that pros see but they don't talk about it publicly because everything's got to be um you know on the up and up and that goes on at boat companies. There's corporate greed. There's you know I, I discuss it on here. One of the main reasons that I switched before I even ran a boat that I that I even thought to go this direction were the people, the people at Express. Um, and that, that goes for everybody in that company that I know. Amazing people, amazing people, hard workers, and love that brand and love what they do very much. But on Friday night, Friday night, I was rigging tackle, and I got a text from Clay Connor from Express and said, can you help Harvey out? And it was vague, I, and I had not been keeping up uh, with with the elite at all. And I said with, and he called me. And Harvey's boat had uh, he had an issue, uh, something something fuel wise with Yamaha, and they didn't have a part to get him back going. Something you know, something small, but like they don't have it on the service trailer, whatever it was. And uh, he didn't go into a lot of detail, but. He wanted to know if Harvey could borrow my boat. And I said, man, and I'm, I'm two hours and 45 minutes from Neely Henry, but I said, man, I, 
absolutely do not mind. I love Harvey um, and would love to see him fish tomorrow out of my boat. But like I, I, the boys, you know, like I opened the show with, like I, I've got a tournament tomorrow. There's no way I'm going to break a 13-year-old's heart. So he said, totally get it, totally get it. And and I don't know what the resolution was, what it ended up being, but at that moment, Clay was headed to the plant to, they have a marketing boat that they do a lot of photo shoots and things out of and was going to get it and take it to Harvey in Alabama, six hours away, meet up with Harvey somewhere on the interstate just so he could fish. Now, I'd like to also point out in this story, like Harvey wasn't in contention, okay, guys? He wasn't in contention to win. He had a rough day, only, only weighed a couple fish. The first day with mechanical issues, but they were going to get him a boat to fish. Like that just doesn't exist, man. That doesn't exist, and uh, with a lot of people, and and uh, so shout out to them. Uh, just the Herndon family. Just it's it's awesome, man. It's awesome to be a part of it, and uh, and that X twenty one is is amazing. So check them out. I had somebody comment last week and say, "I want to buy an Express, but I can't get one. You can't get one." Well, they you know what they uh, like a lot of boat companies right now. They they are definitely uh, you know building some boats, building some boats. But I'll promise you, if you want one, like I this comment was very negative. If you want one. You can get one. <laughs> you can go to a dealer. You can get one ordered. If you can't find a dealer, call them. Call Express. I promise you, somebody will talk to you on the phone, and I promise you, somebody will put your butt in an X19, X21, or whatever model you are looking at. The H18, whatever. Whatever. Go check them out. Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. All right, and one other thing, housekeeping-wise, that I want to I talk to you all about, Real quick before we move on, we got a guest here in a few minutes. But uh, there's a there's a charity I'm a part of, and if you follow me on Instagram, and so many of y'all have have already donated and done done things with this, and you've let me know that, and that's awesome. And I've but I made some posts, and I'm going to continue to talk about this for the month of May. Uh, and the reason being is I am their their giveaway um, person. They give away products every month what have you, but this, this charity is called Bass for Beckers. And I, I got asked to be a part of this earlier this year. And what Bass for Beckers does, it helps children with muscular dystrophy. And Matt Looney, who fishes the NPFL, Matt, his nephew has muscular dystrophy. He got this charity together and it's super cool. They give away a Skeeter bass boat at the end of the year. All it costs you a $25 ticket. A $25 ticket, but monthly they do this thing where they do different giveaways, whether it be fishing trips or they may give away some garments or they may give away some batteries or they may give away some power poles. They do lots of great sponsors of, of Bass for Beckers, but ultimately a $25 ticket buys you a chance at a bass boat at the end of the year, fully rigged, ready to roll. The month for the month of May, and this is May 10th, but for the month of May, they're giving away a fishing trip, all expense paid with yours truly on the Tennessee River. So you can go fishing with me. I get a lot of people, believe it or not, for all you non low lifers that listen to the show, uh, there are people that want to go fishing with me. And uh, I, I get that a lot. So here's your chance. You want to go? This is all expense paid. They're going to get you here, and we're going to go have fun on the Tennessee River. Um, you know, schedule permitting what we're going to try to figure out when the best time 
well, whoever wins this win the best time so we can we can get on them down here uh, on one of the lakes. But uh, we're going to try to put that together. But that's that's going through the the month of May. So twenty five dollar ticket enters you in that boat giveaway. But for the month of May, if you buy a ticket in the month of May, you get to go fishing with me if your name gets drawn. So. Pretty cool, um, awesome charity to be a part of, and I, I love doing stuff like that. So, But I know that on the first night, you lowlifers, just through Facebook and Instagram, I know the first night we raised well over a 1000 bucks. the first night that I made a post about it. So just thank you. That's, that's insane to me. But uh, let's go fishing. Let's go freaking bass fishing together and talk about, I'll tell you all kind of stuff about the industry. <laughs> in a bass boat You never know what might come out of my mouth in a bass boat uh, Alright, moving on Moving on Coxwatch 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 John Cox is a madman He's uh, continuing this And this is why I said at the first of the show Mamas don't let your babies grow to be bass fish Because it, it's like being a uh, It's like being a junkie Like we all are And I'm feeling it more this year than I have in a long time And, and I've just got this fire lit under me to just get better and just, I don't know, man, just catch every bass in the face that you can. But but John is a prime example of this. John, just fishing all these tournaments, we've covered it on here, you know, talked to John about it at the beginning of the year. He laid out his schedule for us, but goes to BPT at Lake Travis, comes away with a top 10, fifth place. I mean, just awesome. Uh, and then... Drives all night, saved by the bell, if you will, saved by the bell. Drives all night and goes to Neely Henry, but they cancel the first day, which I want to get to. But they cancel the first day because of high water, and so he gets to sleep. But he had a bad one in Neely Henry. John finished almost almost last, and you know that aside because. He's just he's he's a freaking nature. Like, can you imagine? Like, man, I fished six days, seven days straight, I guess, for the open, and with everything else going on in life, and I couldn't have fathomed driving across like all night, all night. It's crazy. Another guy that did this kind of in reverse of that is Jesse Wiggins. Wiggins fished the open, did really well in the open. Uh, but wanted to fish the open because the next open's on Smith Lake, where he tends to win everything. He or his brother. So if he wins there and go to the Bassmaster Classic, which everybody wants to do. And Jesse, I was putting him in in practice, and it hit me like, "Hey, you're supposed to be at Lake Travis." Jesse goes, "No practice to Travis, none." Haley drives him out there, catches him, catches him. But that's how obsessed. Like, so you want to be a bass pro. So you want to compete with these guys. That's how obsessed you got to be, period. And I think some of the the old guard that doesn't catch them as good anymore, they're not obsessed like that anymore. And that comes with age, I think. That comes with having a lot of, you know, too many irons in the fire, so to speak. But, man, you, like, you want to beat them? You know, you want to beat Jacob Wheeler? Dustin Connell, that's the life they living. I promise you. I saw Wheeler last year leading up to the Chickamauga FLW uh, Pro Circuit 
MLFLW Big Five, whatever, super event last year that he won on Chickamauga. He's, he's, he had been in Florida at heavy hitters, and he was on Pickwick. He's on Pickwick, fishing and filming, brushing up on his ledge stuff because Chickamauga was off limits because the chick wins. You want to beat that guy? You want to beat that guy? Got to be willing to sacrifice, man. And th- those are the lessons that I hope that uh, my son, you know, learns. And I hope he observes that is you got to love it. Like all the business stuff aside, like you have to love bass fishing at its core. You have to want to catch a bass all the time, not get tired of it. And then the rest will come. I really believe you can be good at talking. You can be good at all the things, but a lot of young people want to know what it takes. It takes that now because the guys at the top of the sport, Give everything, man. They give everything all the time. And it's uh, it's impressive. Much, much respect. Uh, somebody I respect a lot, immensely, a buddy of mine, won the Toyota Series down at Seminole. And I got to say a huge shout-out to Nick T. Nick Tillaveras, Peter T.'s son. Peter T. was one of my fishing heroes growing up and just got to know Nick. Text our guest here. Got to know Nick fishing the co-angler side of the FLW Tour in 2015. When I was fishing those, and we got to be buddies. Nick T. Rocking a mullet and a stash these days. I saw in the FLW pictures, but Nick just uh, comes from one of those fishing families, man. Obsessed. Obsessed. Grew up in it. All you know. What you know. What you want to do. Obsessed with bass. Obsessed with bass. And Nick T is one of those. So that's his second Toyota Series win. Congrats to Nick Tillaveras. A guy that we're going to talk to today is one of those. He's one of those. He's one of those obsessed anglers. Let me reset a camera. Shout out to my buddy Chris Mitchell that sends me cameras that I need to buy all the time. (laughs) So I don't have to do that. But I'm lazy, Christopher. I'm lazy. Uh, this this man that we're going to talk to today is obsessed. He is he's been obsessed from a very young age. He has been to me a face in the sport. Maybe not a lot of not not everybody, but a face that's been around the sport for a long time. But he's a young man. Uh, he is a guide on Logan Martin. On the Coosa River Absolutely Killer down there Hosts a television show with Miles Berghoff called The Sweetwater Sweetwater Just sounds like Sounds like a uh, Delicious Delicious beverage Sweetwater doesn't it Get at me Sweetwater Brewing company Come on Come on Uh, Sweetwater show And We're going to talk this morning With Mr. Joey Nanaya. Luke, how's it going, man? What's up, Joey? How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Just uh, ready for a perfect day. It, it is a perfect day, and and I will I will uh, open with this. You had texted me earlier and and said, "Hey, man, do people know we're pre-recording?" And and can I reference the fact that it's Mother's Day? And if you listen to Low Budget Live, you know I'm a gigantic mama's boy. That's what I talk about a lot on the show, and I miss mine every day. So I know that. Uh, you have a mama in your life, mama of them little boys, that is super supportive. So I know you're going to have a big mama's day. 
Oh yeah, for sure, man. I, yeah, my wife Jessica, she's an amazing mom, and just you know, just so selfless, just does everything for other, you know, for other people, and it's just it's pretty amazing to watch. So. It, it it really is, dude. For for me, watching from afar over the years, I mean, you guys have this. It is. It's just a bass fishing family, and that's why I think yeah. when you do hoist that trophy, right, which you you got to do at Pickwick, it makes it all that much more special for the people that that know you and follow along with you because you guys, man, you put everything out there for bass fishing. Yeah, yeah it's true. We really do, and we're so fortunate to get to travel as a family. And my wife, she wanted to homeschool the kids uh, pretty much right away. And uh, so that's what we've been doing. So even through all the COVID stuff, there was really no changes in our lives. It was just part of what we do, and it makes it so we can travel together. And for the last, I guess, eight years, we've been traveling to all the opens together and getting to do it as a family. And, you know, it's so nice to come home after a day on the water, whether it's a good day or a tough day, come back to the Airbnb or wherever you're staying and get to spend time with the family. The kids are always happy, and everyone's done their schoolwork and ready to play and hang out. And so it's just, it really is a nice environment. It's like being on vacation when you're at a tournament in a lot of ways. That That's awesome. And and I will say, you're, you're talking about those those kids smiling. You got some smiling youngins, man. You do. <laughs> they, they'll light up a camera now. Yeah, they are happy little guys. They love this and they love people and they make friends everywhere they go. It's just, it's really cool to see how, you know, personable they are. They can talk to anybody and whether it's an 80-year-old or a 5-year-old, they'll make friends with them. That's that's awesome, man. That is, uh, I, I opened the show today talking about fishing a tournament with my boys this weekend, and, and it is definitely special when they, you know, you don't want to push them in the direction that, that you know, it's, it's your passion, but mine are starting to really jump on the fishing bandwagon on their own, and, it's, and they're watching, you know, you catch them watching Polynix videos, and you know what I mean? It, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> how they're finding their own way into professional fishing, man. So I know that makes you proud yeah. for sure. Yeah, my kids are watching Bassmaster right now in the uh, living room on TV. On that, Fox that's awesome, yep. man. That's <laughs> awesome. Right my little fishing office, and they're watching a little fishing show. So that's awesome, good. dude. Well, are you uh, are you fishing all the Opens this year? So I'm actually only signed up for six. I'm doing the Central I got you. and the Southern. And, you know, I'm in, I'm in fourth in points overall. I had, you know, a little bit of a – lower tournament at, in florida i caught a decent bag each day i was consistent but never caught a big one in the Harris chain open mm-hmm. so i finished sixth fourth in that one and then i finished 16th at uh douglas and then i finished you know obviously pickwick was was the big win no doubt unexpected man that was i was not expecting to win that tournament but yeah so i'm just doing the six i've got uh three more events this year and they're actually later in the year so i'm kind of bummed i don't have any professional tournaments to fish right now because i feel like I'm making good decisions, obviously, and I'm fishing so relaxed. And the key to that win at Pickwick was just being able to be relaxed. And I was so content with whatever happens. And I'm also content with my life and my career and my family. And I just, I don't feel any pressure, so to say, while I'm out there on the walk anymore. Even before the win, I just, I just felt like, you know, if I leave the water and I didn't have fun, then that was a failure. If I left the water and I had a good time, which catching fish, obviously, is the key to having a good time like makes it stay, makes it a little better but I guess, yeah. <laughs> absolutely it makes it a little better but if you stay mentally grounded and you're just out there doing what you love i mean we all know how to catch fish and the worst thing that used to happen to me is when i would get out there in a big tournament and I, my wheels would start spinning and i would you know i wouldn't practice smart where i'd have multiple patterns i could rely on and different things to do at different times of the day and and i'd also go out with a set game plan like hey i'm gonna stay here till noon and that's just something i, I can't do anymore if it's right. not working i've quick trigger and so having that freedom in my mind and in my heart knowing that i'm going to make the right decisions and just keep on rolling with the punches has really paid off in the last year you know i've had uh, 
five checks out of six tournaments and three top tens in my last six opens. So it's just been, it's it's awesome, been pretty awesome. Man. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I talk about, I talked about it last week on here after my experience in the open, it was the first open I had fished in like 20 years. And, you know, the competition in fishing, you, you've seen it. You're a, you're a veteran. I, I said this when I was introing you. You're a veteran, but you're a young guy. But you have been, you blasted onto the fishing scene as, what, a 16-year-old probably or even younger than that? Yep. I mean, you've been around in, in the camera. Here's Joey. Like, you've been around this game professionally and in a business sense for a very long time. About 16 years now, when I was 14, is was my first junior Bassmaster World Championship I fished, and I ended up getting partnered up with KVD and won the tournament somehow, with, which I, I don't mind telling it was one fish for one pound four ounces up in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. In Pennsylvania, Allegheny River. It was terrible fishing. <laughs> I somehow won. <laughs> KVD rigging up like this like beautiful little spinnerbait on the practice day, and he's like, because I had this big, ugly white one. He's like, dude, these are little smallmouths. We need something pretty. I was like, all right. So he rigged me up awesome. the spinnerbait. Uh, yeah, I ended up catching like 10 fish that day, but won the tournament with one fish and all those little things like that, you know, that could have gone different in my life that led me to where I am now with my family and all the blessings I have. It's just, it's really amazing to watch. And I ended up winning two of the junior world championships through my career. And I've just had so much support and love. And like you said, since we do it as a family, and we've been doing it so long, the amount of support that me and my family seen since winning the open at Pickwick has just been incredible. You know, I can like imagine so people that I never even knew, knew my name you know, giving me, showing me so much love and support. And it's just, it's really a humbling experience in all different ways. Well, well, man, you've been, you've been consistent in the opens and like you're saying six, you know, five out of six checks. And listen, these 200 boat fields and the opens, I think they don't, they get a lot of credit, but they don't get enough credit in my opinion, because everybody wants to focus on the elites because that's the glitz, the glamour, right? Mm -hmm. I, I get that. But with the opens, you have this mix of not only elite anglers, incredible locals regional guys but you also have these guys like yourself that fish the opens trying to move on that only get better as the years go on you learn how to fish these and getting a check in the opens is no like they have they pay 40 places out of 225 like there are a lot of good fishermen that go home without checks so being consistent Like, it just blows my mind that, that you're catching them like that, man. That is so hard to do because, it, to me, like you're saying, everybody knows how to catch fish. There's a lot of great, great anglers in the opens, mm -hmm. but with that 225, with... Yep, it's th there's, 180 guys. That's right. you got 180 guys to beat, but you got to beat them in the standings, but you also got to beat them on the water because they can show up in an area, say they weren't there day one. I saw that on day two at Pickwick. There was a lot of jockeying around when guys yeah. maybe didn't catch them. A lot of people showed up in areas. I was in an area where you were, some. You yeah. saw me You saw me running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I, did, I didn't <laughs> sit down near enough, Joey, uh, on yeah. the home pond there. <laughs> uh, I, it was hard to slow me down. I fished way too many spots and burned every drop of gas I had in the Express every single day. Uh, but uh, but I, I, I know the area you were in, and we had, we had a few more boats there on day two. <laughs> what was, you know, and the weirdest thing about my stretch was there was more boats on my little stretch that I was really, you know, I had two or three different key areas, but mm -hmm. there was more people on it on day one on my little part. It seemed like a lot of the boats sagged back towards the south end of Kroger. Yep, um, they did. Tournament went on. I think that's because that's where Brent Crow caught him, and I think Lonnie caught him there. Yep. And I feel like a lot of people kind of <laughs> kind of flocked over there. Yeah, no and doubt. After the radar, like I caught my big fish in the middle of that thunderstorm on day one, early in the morning, pretty early, you know, mid-morning. 
And I just, I don't know if people were looking around when that happened. I don't think anyone really saw it go down. And I caught like 10 in a row on one just you know, like wow. specific bed. Yeah. And that was just, I mean, that was just timing, man. It was like. You had an eight in. two, right? Yeah. The storms were rolling in, thunder's coming. And I literally made a cast with that three quarter ounce jackhammer. And I had five bites in one cast. And the fifth bite got it. I kind of let him eat it a little bit. And it was like a three and a half. And I threw like two more casts out there and caught that eight two. <sighs> Just like rain falling down and thunder rumbling, and I'm like, "What in the world?" I just went from ten pounds to twenty pounds. And, Unbelievable! You know, it was wild. And then I sat there and caught like two and a half to three pounder, you know, back to back to back to back, just so over and over again. Crazy man! And you, so, what's so crazy about that story to me? I was across mm-hmm. the river from you, and in, uh, in that general area, fishing some grass at that exact same time. I had a five and a half, which was my big fish the first day, on a three quarter yep. jackhammer during that thunderstorm. The exact same yeah. time, like, and, and there were guys around that didn't see me because it was so bad. They didn't yeah. see me catch it, and I ended up finishing out a limit on that stretch during that thunderstorm on the three quarter. Like, mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy. So I don't know what was going down at that exact time, but obviously something was with the bigger fish. They were eating. They yeah, were eating big. N- no doubt. Throughout the tournament, I mean, it got a lot tougher. No um, doubt. And it just, I had to slow down. I ended up catching some, I caught, you know, I even had one on a Ned rig that I had in the bag for a while that I caught on a stump, an isolated stump, and mm-hmm. had one on a Carolina rig, and then caught a few good ones on a chatterbait that morning in the grass again. I caught a four and a half and like a three and three quarter and another three pounder, and then caught another one over three, and I'm like, shoot, I'm probably going to make the cut. I had about 17 pounds. So what I did is I went and practiced, and I tried to eliminate other patterns, because I don't know about you, but for me, I could go run. I could go up to a dang bluff bank and throw an Ed rig on it and catch a big small. Uh, oh, it's ridiculous. I could go flip reeds up in, you know, in the seven mile area mm-hmm. and catch, a spawn, catch them spawning up there, swim a jig and catch them. And I could go flip laydowns and the, in the cut mouths and stuff and get bit. No and doubt. It, but nothing distant for the size like that grass bite was and the stump bite was down the lake. Yep. So I kind of eliminated that on day two. I did call once. I caught like a three and a quarter flipping a tree. And I was like, I, I brought it, it came out of, over the limb, just perfect. I boat flipped it. I'm like, what in the world? Like, I can do no wrong. It's just, it's just funny. I was, I mean, I called up like another three or half a pound or so. And, and it, I, I, you know, I knew I was going to make the cut, but it really never clicked with me that I had a shot at winning. Cause those guys in front of me were catching them so good. They were so consistent with those, yeah. you know, 19 to 20, whatever, 25 pound bags. So I, I never, even on the final day, I wasn't thinking about winning. I was just trying to fish. And I ended up, you probably read the story, I'm not sure, but, um, you know, I caught all my fish on the final day doing something completely different, something I didn't yeah. even have in my the first two days. So I picked up that big worm on a shaky head and started flipping those isolated stumps and caught all my fish flipping stumps That's awesome. on the final. It was just being free and being able to adjust and all I, that just came together perfect. So. It, it did, man. And there was, you know, I, I'm obviously – from the Pickwick area and Tennessee River Rack, born and raised, and, and mm-hmm. Atkins and I were talking going into that event because I, I had a good practice and and uh, mm-hmm. you know I, I stubbed my toe the second day. Um, talked about it on here last week, but I had a lot tougher day the second day, just number of bites wise. I couldn't get bit in the grass, and I refused to slow down like you did. And I feel mm-hmm. like a moron for not doing that now. Trust me, uh, because I had a lot of fish found in the grass as well. But I was just like chatterbait, you're gonna bite it, that gummit. <laughs> or or I could just you know, it. it was like a sense I had when they would quit eating it. it you go an hour without a bite on it, and you're like, I know they're still around. I know, so, yeah. So. I just man, I like to whine. <laughs> I just I like to whine stuff man but uh, but we talked about that saturday the guy that would eventually win we we talked about this all week in practice and i know it's kind of crazy but 
I felt like I had a, a, a sincere opportunity at making it, and I knew Justin did. Obviously, he's he's great on Pickwick, and he was the first guy out. But there was that big local event yep. that was going to take place on Saturday. And I said, "Dude, the guy that's going to win our tournament is going to be a guy that does something different on Saturday." And I mm-hmm. believed it. And dude, you you just pulled it off to a T. <laughs> pulled it off oh. to a T. Amazing. I couldn't believe it. I, I literally didn't think I won, even when I got to weigh. And, like, I was talking to myself, as all fishermen do, idling in. I dropped my marshal off at the first dock, and I was like, you know what? I just had the best tournament of my life. I was super happy. I figured I'd be in the top three. But I just knew one of those guys ahead of me was going to catch 20 pounds in my mind. You know, I was like, somebody caught a big bag. And it just it ended up, you know, John Garrett lost four really nice – or three really nice fish, um, you know, a couple four-pounders, one right at the boat, one jumped off, one pulled off, like, just – had some mis- misfortune and luckily I did lose one five pounder. But the way I look at that five pounder, if I would have caught that five pounder, I probably wouldn't have caught the six like 10 minutes later. You wow. Know? That's yeah, that's been different. Um, you know, I may, I maybe wouldn't have seen that other stump off to the left that I saw in pan optics and flipped to and caught the six pounder on. I mean, it just, everything happens for a reason. And that was my mindset. My marshal, I don't know how they keep so quiet out there knowing that you're leading. Cause I'm like talking all day. Like, Man, <laughs> if it's the way I'm leading right now. <laughs> so, and he's about to bust because he's pumped for you because it's like a team oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, he couldn't say anything, man. It was terrible. And I get back to weigh in, and somebody yelled at me from a random boat and was cheering me on. And I'm like, what is going on? And my wife is, <laughs> what in the world, man? Like, don't even tell me I'm leading this thing. And I was, and it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Lonnie had more than he said on bass track, and almost got me at the end but you know victory is a victory yeah that's amazing man and then you followed it up you and zeke go and win on sunday silicon marine i got pictures people were texting like look look at joe he's just he's just beating everybody up this weekend (laughs) dude that day was just crazy too it really was was (laughs) yeah i didn't even want to go i was so tired i text zeke at three in the morning i'm like dude let's not go like i I know we're to this trail but I need to sleep. I was so tired after driving from Florence every morning down, you know, over to counts. And yeah. So, and then he was like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And I said, Oh man, <laughs> he was stubborn. Like, Dang it. So we go down to Lake Mitchell and they weren't supposed to run the water till eight o'clock. And at the dam, when they first fire up the, the tail rate, you know, the dam under the, in the tail race, they bite in, in that first yeah. hour really, especially if it happens at daylight. So we got up there at five They're not supposed to cut it on until eight. And they cut, they sound the horns at like 5.50 and we're like, what? And there's no one else up because no one else planned for that because it wasn't on the schedule that it was going to do that. Unbelievable. And as soon as that water got going good, they started blowing up. You see big spots coming up, eating shad every couple minutes. And we sat there and caught 16.80 in like an hour. <laughs> That's uh, so cool. And yeah, a couple on a weightless fluke style bait. And I mean, it was just, it was nuts, man. It just all came together, and we're sitting there like, dude, did we just win this thing in the first hour? Of the day? <laughs> like, is this for real? And then I, my goal was just to stay awake all day long the rest of the day and keep fishing hard because I was so tired. I'd have waves where I just needed to, like, lay down on the boat. <laughs> but it was wild, man. That, lots of – So cool, dude. So cool. So tell me about the fact that you've been after this for a long time. What's it going to be like at that Bassmaster Classic at Hartwell for you, man? Oh man, I can't even, I don't even know the, the amount of emotion and, you know, just that opportunity to get up on that stage and to share my story and my family and, you know, my love for fishing and for, for God and all that stuff up on stage at the Bassmaster Classic is going to be incredible. So That's awesome, I've been, I've dreamed about it my whole life and it's one of those, I've been to, I guess like 15 classics now where I've watched the weigh-ins and seen people win and got, you know, I've cried multiple times sitting in that stadium, seeing people win. And seeing people up there, and it's like, it's just a dream come true to get a chance at it. And I love Lake Hartwell, too, so 
you know, it's officially off limits to me now, which is exciting. And I've got a whole year to think about it pretty, you know, not quite a whole year, but 10 months to, you know, to game plan and just to go out there and have fun and go fishing. I just want to go do what I do, which is very, I, I like being versatile. I really don't have any one technique that I love more than anything else. And I've, that's come from guiding and living on the Coosa River and fishing all these opens for the last 11 years. I mean, I've pretty much been to most of the lakes in the country now, not all of them, but a lot, all of them in the south and uh, and central part of the country. And so I'm just, I've been to Hartwell a few times in the spring and I love that lake and I love spots and largemouth and I just want to go, go have fun and see what I can do. It'll be a great experience. And my family's going to come down, my dad's going to travel down and my mom and my brother-in-law and my sister and we're going to have the whole family there. So it's going to be pretty wild. That's awesome, man. That just, that, that gave me chills just hearing you talk about that. You can hear the joy <laughs> in your voice, man. And, and you are, uh, you're deserving, man. You've been uh, hearing you say that 11 years in the opens. I don't think people realize the journey that it takes to be a professional bass fisherman, to feed your family this way. I mean, you, you work mm-hmm. at it at every angle from the Sweetwater uh, television show. You have to put up with miles, you know, so I'll apologize I, for that I, now. <laughs> but but you guys have you, you know you you both work very hard and uh it's it's it was it was awesome to see i was i was smiling big man watching the way in um I, I had i have several buddies in this sport and and people you pull for but you're definitely one that uh it's not hard to pull for joey and i so i can't thank you enough for joining me on a mother's thank day you. morning man and uh Tell your yeah. tell your bride I said happy Mother's Day and thanks for letting me steal you this morning and dude I wish you the best of luck the rest of the year. I appreciate it, man. We're about to head to church and seriously happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I know it's a very not an easy job being a being a mom. So. There's no doubt about that, brother, especially a mom of a bass fisherman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Lots of love for all of them. No doubt about it. Thank you so much, Joey. All right, thanks, Luke. Have thank, a great day. Thank you, ma'am. Joey, Nanaya. Y'all make sure Joey fishing, you're following Joey on instagram he uh he does a killer job man i feel like educating and and uh just you know just he lives it he lives it and he's obsessed with it that's that's what i was getting at you got to be obsessed with it and uh i have been from a very young age and i've had my moments you know where i let other things get in the way of my obsession of fishing you know uh or or i lost it at times Man, in the last couple of years, I've really just uh, God. I just love bass fishing, man. I do. I love it so much. Um, I'm having fun bass fishing and, and talking to a guy like Joey. It just gets you fired up, man. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, obviously, the Neely Henry Elite is going on right now today. I haven't even checked in on it this morning, uh, but you guys will be hearing this on Monday, May 10th, obviously. But my buddy G G Main has been up there in the top ten the last two days. Been awesome to see that. Uh, so no elite winner this week. We're not going to talk to elite. There's 50 other podcasts though that you'll, I'm sure you'll uh, get that from this week uh, without a freaking doubt. But uh, Neely Henry is a really cool place. It's stingy. I've seen some comments like, "Oh, they're catching dinks. Oh, I hate watching this." Man, that's just uh, the nature of that fishery, especially in these flooded conditions. And I won the first tournament I ever fished on Neely Henry. My dad and I, and uh, years ago, a team tournament, Fishers of Men National Tournament Trail, as a matter of fact, but one down there on Neely Henry years ago, I was 16, 17 maybe. But uh, somebody that, that caught him good on day two, not sure how he's doing on day three, was Steve Kennedy. And I met Steve there at uh, BFL I fished as a co-winger. I led the co-winger side of a two-day super tournament on Neely Henry when I was 17. Steve ended up winning it out of a bass tracker, um, 
and I, I met Steve Kennedy there when I was 17 years old. And Steve Steve knows that place well. And I saw him. He he kind of stubbed his toe a little bit day one, but he caught a big bag on day two. And and uh, it was just cool to see. But it brought back a lot of memories of standing in boat ramp parking lots harassing Steve Kennedy for fishing information like I would do so many of these guys when I was a kid. Hey, I'm Luke, uh, and I'm trying to be a pro fisherman, and I want to know everything that's in your brain. Because <laughs> I was certainly obsessed, man, to, to say the very least. But thank you all. For joining me each and every week, I appreciate it so, so much. Uh, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all you mamas out there. Y'all have a very tough job, to say the least. Um, you know, week in, week out, kids are, uh, whether they're fishermen, I've made a lot of jokes through this episode, but whether they're fishermen or not, um, you definitely uh, you definitely have your hands full. And I know mine sure did, and uh, I miss her very much. I miss her every day, and, and uh, like I said, every week I... I Last week, uh, every butterfly you see, every uh, you know, every sunset, every sunrise, you think of them when they're not with you, and um, you know. So, happy Mother's Day! Hug your mama. And I'll take y'all out with some Bluxy Blues, and I'll see y'all next time. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no. And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.